Oh boy, oh boy. So this is going to be great. I'm calling Ben at 16 minutes late. Uh, I have Edward the dog downstairs with me. Oh, goody. Hey, Ben Lawrence, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, I am sorry for being tardy in calling you. Um, so, Betty still has band. We don't call it band camp anymore, but it's still the same thing. I drive her to the field, and then she and the kids uh, practice in their masks. They've taken the camp out of band, huh? Exactly, yes. Uh, And it was at 6 o'clock that I had to drop her off. And I neglected to call you. Normally, uh, all that happens is I simply forget to call. And then you call and say, hey, are we doing this? And I'm like, oh, shucks, yes. Sorry, Ben. But this time it was, hey, are we doing this? And I'm like, yes. Also, I have an excuse for not calling. (laughs) But I still should have let you know, and I apologize. I'll let it go this time, Goody. All right. Uh, So uh, the other thing, uh, it was one of those weird times when I was like, uh, I had forgotten it was Thursday because Jennifer was like, hey, remember, I'm working. Uh, She's working for the census right now. Cool. uh, Which is its own interesting thing. But she was like, yeah, uh, I'm working, so you'll have to drive Betty up. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's on Thursday, though. And she's like, today is Thursday. (laughs) And I'm like, right. Well, yeah, as we've uh, learned, time has no meaning in these uh, pandemic times. Not as much meaning, anyway. So that's nice. How are are things in Seattle right now? Oh, things are just great. Good. Yeah. You know, we're we're still living. We haven't... haven't died from a nuclear holocaust or um a great earthquake the big one as they call it that's that's good hey uh we're waiting so you'll notice that i'm back on twitter already (laughs) and i didn't get i didn't have that much time to start the clock yeah yeah that's true um i i went back on twitter uh because of a thing that was happening that I was, like, uh, sad about, basically. Uh, and that's that the state of journalism, Ben, you know, I, I was pre-journalism for a, you know, half a semester at least uh, when I went to college. Uh, so I, I volunteered at the student newspaper. It's not really volunteering if you kind of have to do it. But <laughs> you voluntold. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that that actually got me to know the people that were there. And uh, that's how I became a cartoonist uh, for the paper. So that was cool. Um, but one of the one of the big things is that uh, there were editors. There were editors who kept you from writing stuff that was wrong. And that was a big deal. And also, you couldn't just make stuff up. You had to get. Uh, other people to tell you things, and then you wrote yeah. what those things were down. That's the uh, uh, difference between the uh, journalism major and the uh, creative fiction major. Exactly, yes. Or one could say the opinion columnists can sort of do that. They can just write that stuff exists. <laughs> um, but it's not the case when we get to uh, things like... Um, okay, so, for example, in this case... Uh, AOC, uh, whose uh, full name is what, Ben? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. 
she was uh, speaking at the Democratic National Convention, and what she was doing was nominating, or I, I guess she said something like she'd like to second the nomination of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. And several major news outlets wrote, uh, AOC uh, nominates Bernie Sanders instead of Joe Biden, which was a little disingenuous because that's what she was supposed to do. Yeah. Did you... I, I, what they didn't mention was that Bernie was just going to give his delegates over to Biden anyway. Yeah. And so but... it, it was framed as she's brick and rank. But it was in fact the thing that you that you do in that situation it's a it's a procedure and so uh this one guy uh that i follow his name is lewis uh you can uh look on my twitter and see uh who lewis is uh but he posted a thing saying something like you know this is despicable uh and he had three news outlets all of which had this you know sort of clickbaity way of describing it. And all these other people wrote in chastising him saying, no, she was supposed to do this. So thinking that he was so mad at her that he posted three different news outlets all saying the wrong thing. Does this make sense? To me, I'm it not made it following. Made... Are the, what okay. are they accusing him of? So they were accusing him of being mad at AOC and saying that she was despicable. Oh, but not he that was saying mad that the, re- at the he was saying right. He's a he's a, a right. journalist himself, and he was mad at the fact that these three places. So okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the people were so wrong on the internet that I had to show up. <laughs> you gotta like, get over that, man. Like, uh, like an avenging angel to say, no, my friend Lewis is making the correct statement, and you are misinterpreting him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it would be nice if I could get over it, I suppose. That would be... Here's the thing. What do you call it when you know intelligently... Uh, on paper, uh, by logic, that yeah, you shouldn't be doing it, but then you do stuff anyway. Is that crazy? That's not crazy, is it? Maybe no it's crazy. No one better, but doing it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I came back, and you know, it's still, it's the same thing. A time suck. I go, oh, I could have been learning uh, French during this time or whatever. Actually, I could have watched uh, TV. I watched a TV show yesterday, the whole thing, it was only six episodes, called Be Foreigners, Okay. which was from HBO Norway. And the the basic idea for Be Foreigners is this, uh, people from three time periods, uh, the Stone Age, the Viking Times, and the... 19th century right they all show up in the water outside of uh, this town in Norway and they just keep on showing up there are like 13,000 of them okay 
and then 13,000 every three years. So about 39,000 now. Uh, and people, it's sort of like, did you ever see Alien Nation? Do you remember that TV show? I never watched it. But, you, but you're but you aware of it. Yeah. Uh, basically. Aware of its um, existence. It's, it's a, it's a way to speak about immigration without actually speaking about immigration, that sort right. of thing. So, you know, the cave, the cave people are thought to be uh, completely, you know, lower class. And the Vikings are uh, a little bit harder to uh, deal with. But, you know, they can they can sort of integrate with people like we follow, of course, a cop. And his partner, who is a Viking, and she's she is the the token Viking on the force, <laughs> and things like that, and she deals with uh, Templar Viking on Viking crime, things like that. Yeah, you know what can you expect? They're Vikings or what have you. Yeah. Um, and then the the ones from the 18th century are are. Yeah, 18, 19th century, sorry. The ones from the 19th century are uh, sort of elites, in a way. They Fox. do a lot of, um, you know, fundamentalism and stuff like that from their side. So I take it they're uh, European uh, 19th century people and not um, Western 19th century people. Uh, Norway. Western meaning. This is, uh, this, it's all Norway. I'm sorry. Yeah, it takes it takes place in Norway. It's in Norwegian. Uh Oh, and that's what I was going to say, is I used Duolingo to learn some Norwegian before watching it. And here's a funny, interesting thing. You know how in French it's sort of annoying that you have to worry about conjugating uh, verbs and, you know, oh, which sex is this thing and all that that's kind of stuff? That's one of the more stuff. annoying things I find with French. Norway is pretty straightforward. Uh, is is er, E-R, all the time. He is... She is, I am, it's all error, error, error. I is, they is. Which, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's cool. It, it's, uh, it's a cool language. And I think I'm going to keep on studying it. I was just studying it before I watched the show. One of the things I'm trying to do now is before I watch anything in a foreign language, I go on to that app, Duolingo, and I learn some of it. I can pretty much read Korean now. And when I say read Korean, I just mean uh, sound out the, the words. And not even well. I just know what each symbol stands for, basically. Because gotcha. uh, Korean is a logically set up alphabet. It's really cool. Um, it, it actually like pays attention to phonics and stuff like that. So, you know... Being a, a theater guy, uh, Padaka and Badaka, pretty much the same thing. One is voiced, one is unvoiced. Mm -hmm. In Korean, uh, they're the same symbols, just with a little tick if it's unvoiced. That sort right. of thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so that that was what I was doing. But yeah, a lot of a lot of time wasted now going on Twitter and going, I I can't speak to any of my friends about anything political and when i say any of my friends i don't mean this is going to sound weird but i don't mean like you and steven i don't mean any of my like friends that i know in real life <coughs> i mean twitter friends the twitter people can't talk to them about politics right now because everybody is 
like Jennifer looked at me today and she said and she she regretted saying this to me the moment she said it but she said uh how freaked out do you think people are going to be uh when Donald Trump gets a second presidency <laughs> and I was like well it depends and she's like oh no why did I start it but yeah she and I uh were were dating I believe at the time that George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, no, no, George no. W. Bush, George H. W. Bush was a long time ago. When George W. Bush got reelected. Yeah, 2004. We, oh, wait, no, we, so we had j- maybe just gotten. You got oh, married, I think, in 2005. We got married in 2005, yeah. So were we dating? I think we were. I'm pretty sure we were. Hopefully you were dating um, before you got married. Yeah, yeah. We no, we totally we got we were dating before we got married. <laughs> we I remember this distinctly. Uh we yes, because we set a date. We were gonna get married a year after the date that we set, which was August 9th. So And it turns out we were all doing uh, a play at that No, not time. August, sorry, October, October 9th. October 9th. Uh, so October 9th, uh, set the date and then we said, okay, a year from October 9th, we're going to get married. Uh, so that would have been, yeah, 2005, uh, which meant that, yeah, we were dating when the election happened <laughs> yes. and we were very, uh, surprised. I think a lot when, of people were surprised when he won, uh, I believe that might've been the time when uh, I got into a big argument with a friend of ours about uh, Ralph Nader. Oh, I right. Because uh, yeah, people thought that he spoiled the election for the Democrats. And yeah, and so he was like, you're the reason why this happened. I'm like, no, I'm not. State of Washington went to John Kerry. I didn't affect the outcome at all. But it was just the idea that I had voted for, for Nader that was <laughs> galling. Because I had joined I had joined some sort of a weird like somehow I'm a quantum particle and by me voting for Nader, then someone else voted for Nader. Well it was no, it's, it's my not fault. that. It's 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 the it's the basic idea of the third party candidate spoiling the Democrat Democratic vote anyway. Yeah. And so they're mad at you, but that just means that they're mad at the thousands of other people that did. Yeah. And well, well, and I'm a, a handy local example. Yeah. Well, I mean, I those thousands of other people aren't standing right in front of this person to be yelled at. Yeah. But then again, uh, uh, the point being, I did not, in fact, affect the outcome. Me personally. But you weren't part so of the solution. The you were part for? of the problem. Mm, was I though? Boy, I don't even know. Even though you, even though you voted in a state that went for Kerry, you were still part of the problem because you voted for third party. Uh, don't try, yeah, don't see, try to reason your way out of that. No, no, I, I can absolutely reason my way out of it. it nothing happened because of me. <laughs> um, but hey, people I, like you. Yeah, are were they like me though? For real? Hmm. They voted third know. party. Yeah. 
I guess. But they weren't people in a state where it didn't matter, either. Doesn't matter. Oh, no, that makes us different. No, doesn't matter. Uh, I, I want to point out to the people listening who don't know that Ben is playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> he is not actually mad at me. No. I don't not want you yet. to get... If you vote third yeah. party this time, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah, um, like I said, if Vermin Supreme was still running uh, as a libertarian <laughs> candidate... I might have a, a, a different thing, but uh, as soon as the new libertarian uh, person came out, it was it was a very handy thing for me to have them come out against masks during a pandemic. And I had a very lovely conversation with Stephen McCann. So I was like, yeah, I can see how this isn't working. These uh, the idea that everyone is going to do the right thing is uh, funny in a in a bad way you know the concept of yeah libertarianism is great let everyone else decide and the markets will make the right thing happen it does not <laughs> always go that way ben don't tr don't trust the markets the markets yeah. are trying to destroy the post office but you know what the post office did today what did the post office do today the post office arrested steve bannon oh that's right fedex is not going to arrest steve bannon no. But the post office will. I'm still... I still feel as though that whole thing, that guy Spooner, I've talked about this before. There's a guy named Spooner. He started, I believe it was the American Letter Company, was a rival to the post office, and uh, took a... There was like an act of Congress that stopped him from doing it. That he couldn't... Because one of the things that was happening was he was undercutting the post office... He was charging people less and giving just as good service. And they got mad and they passed the law saying that you couldn't do that anymore. Did, when, wait, when was this? Uh, in the 1800s, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. Spooner was his name. So that's the, that's the one kind of weird thing is that the post office has been a monopoly. Uh, and the f reason we when don't have other people taking the mail... Like, specifically letters. We have FedEx, we have UPS and all that. And I think you can send registered letters through UPS, maybe. But, yeah, like ballots, for instance, and stuff like that. Um, I think it might be illegal for other places to take them. Well, I, I, I wouldn't call the post office a monopoly because that's a business term. The post office is not a business. The post office is a service. I'm going to you do know. the thing I always do. Isn't it? You don't call... You don't call the uh, the U.S. military a business or a monopoly on defense. Man, I but, um, I I don't think yeah. Jennifer fact checked this thing, but it is weird that the post office. There's a weird thing about the post office, and I believe it is a private entity, even though its uh, prices are set by the government. It's a weird situation. Because people are, are trying to privatize the post office, which means it is linked to the government, for sure. And yet, there is a weird, and I wish I could, I wish I could articulate it, I can't. Maybe someone listening I... can. Uh, but there is a, an odd thing where the post office is a separate entity, not part of the United States government. Well, I haven't heard anything about that. Just the, the basic talking points these last few uh, weeks has been that 
the post office is, um, you know, it's in danger because the person in charge of it has a vested interest in private, um, you know, package delivery services. And so, yeah, yeah. and also, and, and not, and not only the, um, not only that, but you know, the, uh, uh, the whole, like, uh, the president wants to disable the post office to make mail-in voting less feasible. Yeah. Um, well, but you the saw. Post office, yeah, the post office is at the behest of the U.S. government. They're the ones who said that they had to pre-fund seventy-five years worth of uh, retirement accounts, making yeah, the post exactly. office appear there, to lose money. There's so much of that that yeah, like. Again, how much they charge for things, stuff like that. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that the government's in charge of. I've not of. heard anything about it, there being any sort of like private, fir- you know, shadow private firm that that controls the post office, though. Oh no, I, it's uh, like I said, it's a weird, it's a weird setup that Jennifer explained to me once that I don't understand. That way, I cannot articulate it. But uh, so the the big thing though is that, like you were saying vested interest in uh making the mail slower yeah and we have uh those um graveyards if you will or junkyards or whatever of postal equipment that got taken out of the buildings they've been dismantling Uh, sorting machines for whatever reason now it's interesting mailboxes I wonder if it's a similar thing to when the auto manufacturers got rid of the trolleys and some of the the rail companies you know they bought, yeah, uh, bought into them and then just started shutting things down. Yeah, I wonder I mean, if it's, it's a possible, similar thing. I mean, one of the see here's here here's what I think is funny, is that the so the current administration wants to um, kneecap the post office because they think uh, mail-in voting will benefit Democrats. Yeah. Now, the thing is. Democrats tend to live in big metropolitan areas. Republicans tend to live in rural areas. Yeah. And if you and so if you kneecap the post office, I and millions of my Democratic friends can walk or drive or take public transportation to a ballot box and my vote will be counted. Yeah. My rural friends who rely on the post office for mail delivery, well, maybe they put their ballot in the mail, but it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Because the post office has been, as I've been saying, kneecapped. Yeah, I, I, do, I do wonder. And, you know, there's, there's a, the concept of 4D chess or whatever. Uh, but there's also the concept of just making things so confusing. Like, there's a type of magic trick that I hate. Where the magician... Uh, like does so many complicated things that you don't know where the card is, but by that point you also don't care. Right. Um, that's how I kind of think that's going. So if they make the post office uh, super bad, right? People might demand mail in or demand in person voting then, and then they'll screw that up, and then you know what I mean. Like make a lot of messes all over, so that voting in general whether it be in person or by mail all of it sucks and nobody wants to do it i think i, I think though voting is just an innocent bystander of the attempts to um 
make the U- or dismantle the USPS essentially. It's all yeah. about it's all about money. It's all about making money. That's and that's if been they something can, they've been going after for a while now. Oh, for the longest time. And I think yeah. they, this even started back in what was it, like 2006 when Congress was passed that bill that said, "Yeah, you got to you got to fund 75 years worth of retirement benefits because, you know, for the like the previous 3 years uh, from that, the post office was turning a profit. And then after this, it's not turned a profit since that bill went into effect. And so they can say, oh, A of all, it's losing billions of dollars. B of all, mail's piling up. Our post office is ineffective. C of all, you know, blah, 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 blah. In the meantime, you know, seniors aren't getting their medicines. Um, you know, Farmers' uh, chicks are dying. That's one of the things yeah, that I heard about. Uh, live animals are still getting sent through the mail. Who knew? Uh, I thought we did. I thought we yeah. talked about this. <laughs> Jennifer uh, wants to get uh, the the produce that is, um, you know, misshapen or whatever that they can't sell in stores. Ugly produce, I think they call it. Yeah, uh, Misfit Market is one of the places. Uh, pay us, don't pay us. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, but I was like, I don't know if we want to do it right now because how depending on how long it takes. You know, right. do we want a bunch of rotten vegetables in the mail? Now, that's hyperbolic. I'm sure it won't be that bad. But you never know. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, you never know. So, I, don't I know, mean, we- I, who, who, like, the, the, the whole thing is, like, you know, if people vote by mail, then um, the dem- that's a clear advantage to the Democrats because it, it releases these roadblocks that Republicans put in to make voting well, harder for. Well, one for, of the, yeah. People of, One of the color big in low-income neighborhoods. Getting off of work to vote yeah. isn't as big of a thing if you could vote on the weekend or whatever. Getting off of work, having to, you know, uh, having to drive, uh, you know, a net to the next, you know, to the one place in your county that is open, you know. Yep. And, um, Child voter, care. Purging voters from the rolls. You know, it's just things that things that benefit marginalized individual or things that affect marginalized individuals yeah. who tend to vote democratic. So, but the, Oh, my point was, even though in King County, we're largely blue and we vote by mail every election. There's like, Oh yeah. Of registered voters, only 25% sent in their ballots. I mean, we make it so easy and people still can't figure out how, you know, they still can't vote in time. I do, I do wonder about some of these things. Uh, you know me. I'm a. Uh, I was going to say crazy person. That's not exactly true, but sort of true. Um, if people under report that to make people's spirits go down, only fifteen percent of the people voted. Whatever, and you're like, well, I voted. I hate yeah. all these other people. Uh, but in reality, you know. 65% or whatever. I, I'm not I saying should, they're doing it. I'm no. just saying that sometimes I feel like it can't be possible. I should look it up, though, to see what the what the ballot return percentage is for King County. For a presidential election. I mean, for the um, for the primaries we had a, few, a couple months ago. I think the, like one of the numbers I saw like on primary day was like something around the neighborhood of 20%. Maybe... Uh, maybe that number rose once every single yeah. ballot made it to the election office, but I don't know. It is it is interesting. I, I see. Um, again, the the big 
the big group of folks that I see on um, Twitter who don't who aren't happy about the current Democratic ticket. Well, I mean, nobody's this is the thing. Nobody's happy, but everybody's like, OK, well, I guess I got to do it. Um, uh, the young, uh, trans folks, especially, uh, survivors of sexual assault, uh, none of them are happy with the ticket. Uh, when I say none of them, obviously all the people that I'm citing are unhappy. So if you put everyone who's unhappy in a group (laughs) and then say, none of them are happy about it, what have I done? It's, it's not, uh... This is not scientific at all. Um, but it's the basic anecdotal. thing, yeah, the basic thing is they're like, I, I, you know, I don't want to vote for these people because, you know, Biden has his uh, accusers of sexual assault and his, you know, weird TV appearances where he's smelling someone's hair or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They say, I can't vote for him. And then uh, they say, I can't vote for, like somebody put, um, in my old job, I would uh, write to Kamala Harris uh, asking her not to put uh, my clients in prison. And she would say no, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Uh, But as somebody with privilege who uh, would be able to weather... You know, because their basic thing is this. They say, um, I cannot in good conscience vote for this ticket because of how they treat people like me. Um, I can't in good conscience vote for the ticket either, but I can, as a tool of the man and things like that, vote for this ticket because... You know, it's uh, it's going to benefit people in power, who are the people that pay me, uh, and the people in power aren't going to care which of these two go through. So, uh, I I will pick the one that has the better secret police rather than the the in front of the camera police, and right. that's that's what voting. I'm going to vote for the guy who keeps his secret secret and not for not for the guy who lets his secrets out in the open and just blatantly cheats right exactly and and that's my guy to put some effort into it that's really what this election is about um the i understand the idea that that we want to just vote for the people that we want to be in and if we did that then it would work this way Maybe, but that's not the system that we live in. It's not the system we have. Um, but, but, uh, people who cannot in good conscience vote for that ticket, uh, I applaud them not doing it. Uh, I, I believe that they should not have to. Um, I just know that in the circles that I walk, uh, as we have already discussed, if I were to vote third party in this election, it would, uh, one, not make a difference in the numbers, and two, uh, make people with whom I am trying to form a coalition uh, mad at me. 
Yeah. And so, you know, it sucks. And this is the thing, is that they say it sucks, but this is better than the alternative. Uh, I'm going to say this sucks, and I don't know if it's better, but I know that it's the one that I like to see more. Uh, And if somebody says, uh, well, they're both as bad, because people do that all the time, say, well, both of them are bad. Uh, I am choosing the color of the paint of the shitty car uh, that I like the best. It's also like we know how bad it is now, right? Yeah. And we know that they have said it's going to get worse if they're elected. So yeah. let's 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 go for the uh, who was it Donald's Donald Rumsfeld or Karl Rove um, or uh, yeah let's go for the uh, the known unknown. Oh, that was Rumsfeld, I believe. Um, yeah, instead of the uh, the the known known. Well, no, I mean, and this is the thing, right? Uh, we we know. Oh yeah, I, I I told this to I think I said this to Stephen. Uh, when I vote in the primaries, I vote for no drone strikes on civilians. That's, that's my policy. No drone strikes on civilians. That's your single issue voter. Well, no, but it's, it's an issue. Uh, I like the person who doesn't want to use drones on civilians. So that's who I'm voting for. Yeah. Once I get to the point where the only viable candidates are both hey, let's do drone strikes on civilians. I then pick the, I want the person who, after they do a drone strike strike on civilians, feels bad about it. <laughs> or at least says they feel bad about it right. to our foreign allies who are like, why did you do that? Oh yeah, right. we're horrible. We're sorry. That kind of thing. Rather than the, I don't have to apologize to you because I'm the best. Um. Besides, those drone strikes had have really high ratings. But, and as, as the critics say, uh, my, my personal life, the way that I live, uh, will be better with the option I'm picking, but won't be as horrible as their life will be if either one of them are picked. So I'm not going to suffer as much no matter who gets put in as they will. Right. And that's what, and that's their point is that they would like me to vote for someone who will make their life better. Uh, which is what I try to do up until a point. But again, we go back to the idea that voting doesn't solve every problem because you know, you're voting to get, and this is, I, I don't know. I, I brought this up before. But, well, not even that, though. I, I, and this is the problem. I don't want to be a big downer, but if you're going to do socialism in, in our country, right? Which is great. I love it. I love it as an idea. Um, the people that hate you want to wave the, the flag of, you know, anger and hatred at you and yell at you and call you stupid and all that. Those are the people that you will also have to be helping. Because that's the way it works. You know? 
there's no opt out and go i mean there shouldn't be anyway i suppose you could figure out a way um but i don't like it you know the idea of getting rid of the people that that don't like the socialism idea uh how are you going to do that prisons camps you know all of it seems bad i form in my own country so you have to you have to make a coalition with people that you don't like and who hate you and everything you stand for. It's difficult. That, my friend, is politics. Yeah, exactly. So So anyway, that's that's why that's why we're voting for this ticket. Because it's it's the most viable way for things to be done. And also, you know, you have to you have to accept the fact that you can make changes to the small that eventually maybe will make changes to the big. Because yeah. there are people who seem horrible now uh, that would have been less horrible in the 90s, if that makes sense. One of the reasons why some of the people seem uh, bad now uh, but would have seemed cool before is because in the 90s, their position uh, would have been farther left than our minds have gone. Like somebody who says something like, um, I'm, I'm all for gay marriage, but I hate our immigration policies. And I think all illegal immigrants should be uh, deported, right? Uh, if I were in the 90s and I would hear that, I'd be like, you want gay people to be able to be married? And it would have been enough. It would have been enough to like be like, this guy yeah. is, you know, he a crazy seems progressive. Guy. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the weird part about it, is that we're we're all, I feel like, shifting left in our minds. But the ticket that we have shifts us to the right. So it's it's a yeah. kind of a schizophrenic way yeah. of going well, I mean, about and it. Biden is a center-right kind of guy. And, you know, they say that politics is a, um, like, politi- uh, governmental change is like a tanker. You know, you can't just yeah. turn. you got to plan your turns, and it goes slowly. But we have discovered that, um, it, it, uh, like a tanker, if you plant a bomb in the bottom, you can sink it. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a very good point. Um, I've talked to you about this before. You remember I went to France in two thousand two. Uh, yes, you did. And I what couldn't was, have told you what year, but I remember you spent some time over there. Yeah, what was going on in two thousand two was the the Chirac versus Le Pen thing, which I bring up all the time because since I was over there, I had to pay attention to it because it was all everybody was talking about. Yeah. Uh, in the in the French areas, uh, and what happened there was that. All the left-wing folks split there because they have um, they're sort of like runoff elections. Uh, you know, everybody votes for who they want to, and then you vote for whoever's left again a uh, second time. Yeah. So all the left folks split their votes, and so you had Chirac, uh, who was uh, the center, you know, moderate guy, and then Le Pen, who was uh, far right nationalistic and so everybody voted for Chirac 
And I feel like we're kind of in the same place if Le Pen had actually won and been president for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the, the question is, though, is it going to be enough? You know, everybody was scared of Le Pen enough that everybody was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, we got to get him to not be president. I feel like there are enough people who, and I, I hate to say this, but who vote to make other people mad rather than to make themselves happy, that he has a chance of winning still. Yeah, it's the you know I hear that too, and and where we're heading down the same road that we were going down in 2016, where the polls were like, oh yeah, Hillary's going to win, uh, but it turns out that the people who vote for Trump don't actually tell pollsters because they're embarrassed by their vote, so they'll say, yeah, yeah I'm going to vote for Clinton, but they instead vote for vote for Trump. Uh, but one thing I think that makes this different, this election different, is that. Um, moderates, independents, and even some on on the center right don't hate Biden as much as they hated Clinton or yeah. just the name Clinton, regardless of whether it was Hillary or Bill they hated. Uh, there's there's less of that, and so the, I, I'm not worried about the Biden Harris ticket getting more votes than the Trump Pence ticket. I'm just worried about there being shenanigans going on oh, yeah. in the voting process. Electoral that's what I, college. That, that's, what that's what worries me. Stuff also. You know, the yeah. the big... And this was... This was my, my question about it. I mean, this is... I think I talked about this last week. I don't want to... I don't want to touch on it too much again. But we will have to... If if Biden Harris win, it doesn't mean that Donald Trump will stop being president. Some other things are going to have to be, we're going to have to probably do, even though they will have been dutifully elected or whatever, uh, there will have to be like a little coup type thing happening. Well, yeah, a lot of people are going to say that he's not going to he's not going to relinquish the office. And uh, for the first time in over 200 years, we will not have a peaceful uh, transfer of power. But the, a lot of people are, are also under the impression that if we elect Biden Harris, that fixes everything. And that yeah. all these all these nationalists and racists who have been emboldened by the president's rhetoric are just going to go away. I think it's going to get louder. Oh, yeah. I believe that. I, I still um, hold true to the idea that one of the reasons why the Electoral College went for Trump instead of Clinton is that on some level, people were worried about armed insurrection. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that. Um, but the the other thing that is kind of interesting is the the idea that and I like this as an idea. Uh, I think it would be maybe the best out that if we vote for Biden-Harris, that Trump will go, okay, losers, that's it. You know, you had your chance. And just, you know, stop being president on his own volition. Well <laughs> and just be a rich guy with uh, adoring 
fans and start a media empire or something well, like that. Yeah, no, he's not going to do that. But there is, um, uh, he he's already said if he doesn't win, he's not going to accept the results of the election. And he has said, what if we don't know the results of the election for years? And I'm like, well, then there's there's a safeguard against that. In that case, on January 20th, we have President Nancy Pelosi. Oh, that's crazy. And so I think once somebody tells him that uh, he can't stay president for years because of a contested election, he might he may change his tune. And then he'll say, nobody knew that the oh. Speaker of the House took over the presidency. Nobody knew that. You didn't know that. Man, that I mean, would be weird. I mean, obviously, I knew that. I could see, okay, I don't want to get... You know, to we, we've already talked about politics so much. <laughs> this too one. much. Sorry, Jennifer. Hey, by the way, uh, I'm guessing Jennifer's been working all day. I'm I'm guessing that there aren't any corrections from her. Nope. Uh, and nobody else either. Nope. Okay. Um. Well, just for there used to be a segment on the show where we would correct uh, things that we said that were wrong. We haven't done it in a while, but it might come back. You never know. I don't want to spend too much time on things that we aren't talking about, but it is interesting, Ben. I could see, I could see Nancy Pelosi as a president. You know, it would be a, an odd, an odd point in our history, but she has a, an administrator vibe around her. Well, yeah, she won't get to be president for four years. It's just that until the election is cleared up. So she'll become yeah. president. There'll be a recount, uh, you know, a careful recount of everything. It'll a, a, a ton of lawsuits. It'll take, you know, it'll take a while. But then once, uh, you know, uh, the uh, once the the winner is declared, then she'll step down, and go back to her old job, and the president will take over. The other thing that I see uh, as a as a real possibility is a military coup, uh, which would be interesting. Um, you know, the military. Coming in, taking over, uh, because uh, foreign interference. That'll be the reason why it happens. Yeah. You know, Do you the, think though that there are enough? Like the only reason I see it there being a military coup is because Trump orders it. And oh no! No, I, I, I just and this is this is simply for my uh, time in the military and all that. It could happen without that. Um, they they really do view themselves as separate, even though the the president is the commander in chief and all that. Yeah. If if there were an idea that a foreign presence has poisoned the American political <laughs> sphere, I could see. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't be happy about it. They'd well, all they'd all be like, "Well, we, we really hate to do this, but we've got to." They're too late because order. a Republican-led Senate committee has yeah. confirmed that there was a interference in 2016. Yep. Hey, you know, you could have just uh, had me do it. I knew it already. I told everybody. <laughs> I could but, have told you that. Yeah, exactly. Paul and Ben already said it. Um. <laughs> All you gotta do, listens. All you gotta do is just say that bad stuff is happening all the time, and you're gonna be right at least fifty yeah. percent of the time. Yeah. So far, Edward's been a pretty good boy. He hasn't barked once. Um, although you might hear little kissy noises on my end every once in a while. Uh, 
That's just me petting my dog, everybody. Ah, there you go. Yeah. He's such a good boy, though, Ben. He's very solemn a lot of times. You know that, um, that guru that just stares at people? Have you ever seen that guy? Uh, no. Uh, there's a guy, uh, people used to pay a lot of money to come and see him, and then he'd just look at you for a really long time. That I think seems his awkward. name was The Gazer. I, I want to say, but I'm not <laughs> positive about that. Um, but yeah, sometimes Edward will just look at you with his big... He, his eyes are really... I, I don't know if all chihuahuas are like this, or dachshunds. He's, you know, a mix between the two. But a his eyes look totally black. Because the yeah. lids cover up the white part. Yeah. And then every once in a while when he's pleading, all of a sudden the whites of his eyes show up and you're like, oh, buddy. Uh, I believe that's called puppy dog eyes. Oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. But even the black eyes are pretty uh, pretty cool. Somebody takes that clip out of context. Paul says <laughs> even the black guys are pretty cool. It's not what I said. Paul for president. Hey, uh, never going to happen. Never going to happen. Uh, yeah. It is interesting. I, I did... Oh, boy. I don't know if I can say this. Um, okay. Uh, there are there are things, questionnaires, that someone might fill out sometimes when going for jobs or things like that. And these questionnaires might list several different uh, mental disorders and say, do you have any of these? And it just so happens that the one that I have uh, wasn't listed... <laughs> so I put no, but, uh, I've been, I've been really embracing my, uh, my diagnosis lately, uh, mentioning it and talking about it because of the whole QAnon thing. We, we've talked about this. Um, yeah. they were banned from Twitter and they've, uh, started, uh, getting banned from Facebook. Also Antifa banned from Facebook, which is weird. Did Antifa how do you, have a Facebook page? How do you? I didn't ban, realize they were that organized. Well, I don't. I don't know if any of these things are banned. I think that the speech is banned, or they're trying to call it. I don't know exactly how it's working, but it was one of QAnon, white nationalists, and Antifa were the the three listed. Uh, but I bet you anything, the Antifa pages were set up by QAnon. <laughs> there you go. Um, but one of one of the things that uh, QAnon was posting was that there's a hallucinogenic drug that the Hollywood elite are taking that's made from the fear of children. I saw that, yeah. And and if you remember what I said was, I think that QAnon has started from a Scott O'Moore sketch. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but he used to make up uh, drugs that were bad. Or a drug. He had one specific sketch where people were talking about this one bad drug, but they wouldn't really say how it worked or what it was. Does that sound familiar at all? Uh, it sounds like a Scott O'Moore sketch. I don't remember that one specifically, but I mean, but been watching the, his stuff. It's been the bottle for the last 20 years. Exactly. Um, the, the main thing is that there is an aspect of, and this is why I talk about it so that people can, you know, kind of get this. There's an aspect of um, the schizotypal personality disorder. It's called ideas of reference. And what ideas of reference are, it's basically the concept that um, coincidences aren't necessarily coincidences. You know, they there's a meaning behind them. 
and also that you are somehow affected by or affecting them. So the idea like um, uh, Slender Man, right? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I drew a, a person and then where I had his fist, I made it into an elbow and where I had his feet, I made it into another leg. So he was a person that had arms that were twice as long and legs that were twice as long. And he was in a black suit. And this would have been in the 80s, early 80s. So well before the Slender Man phenomenon. Right. So if I were not trained to recognize this sort of thing and this sort of thinking in myself, I might be going around telling people that I created Slender Man. (laughs) And yeah. that Slenderman is my fault, and that's what that is. So, the the concept, uh, the QAnon kind of thing, similar to that. Oh, I noticed that Tom Brokaw blinked when he said this word. That's because he's sending me signals about the fact that JFK Jr. is still alive, or whatever. Yeah. I use Tom Brokaw, he's a, but that that's that kind of thing. And so... Uh, for me, if this makes sense, it's all natural. You know, uh, my brain just does it to me. And I have to fight against it. You know, it'll pop into my head. Oh, if I don't make this basket, uh, that means that my grandma is going to get cancer. Right? That right. sort of thing. Oh, hey, Jennifer. Could you come here for a second? We're going to do a, a live um, corrections. Come here. I need you to do live corrections with me. Okay. Okay. What? Okay. So, the post office. Yes. Is the post office part of the government? <laughs> um, kind of. Uh, like, it takes an act of Congress for things to change there, for the prices to change, but... Can you hear this, Ben? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, the United so, States Postal Service is an independent agency of the executive branch of the United States federal government. Okay. Can you give an example of another independent agency of the executive branch of the United States government? think that we're going to be looking at like the cia okay so so when i told ben that i thought that you said that the post office is not part of the government that was incorrect that was me misinterpreting it's kind of not oh okay so it's required to operate kind of like a business okay it's not a non-profit but everything that they do is um, regulated by the federal government. So it is an independent agency of the Fed, of the executive branch. Oh, so, so the the term independent. Yeah, it's it's complicated. Okay. So there you go, Ben. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate it. So there isn't so the some FCC, sort of. Sh- oh wait. Uh, the FCC? The SEC, 
the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. Yeah. The Federal Trade Commission. The Federal Election Commission. These are all independent agencies. The CIA is one. Uh huh. Okay. Small Business Administration. They're all independent agencies, part of the executive branch of the federal government. So, thank you, Jennifer. That was Jennifer Pratt, uh, Jennifer Fact Checker, with a live corrections. So there, it's there isn't some sort of shadow um, government or shadow business that controls the post office. It's an independent agency, right? An independent agency of the executive branch. Executive branch. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's that makes why they sense. can arrest people. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, that's. That is still kind of cool. Um, not that they can arrest people, but that um, that the there, there was a guy who posted a thing when the when the wall uh, fundraiser happened. He tweeted. He retweeted the news article about it with a note saying, "I bet this ends up with people ending up in prison." <laughs> and then somebody retweeted it this time, so that was kind of cool. So, so yeah, and the the post office being part of a being a federal agency, basically there was a there's this um, I don't know if this is a cartoon or a quiz or a meme or whatever, but there's always been this thing that I that I remember, and it was like a test, like so um, a fire truck, a police car, uh, um, uh, uh, an ambulance, and a mail truck all get to an inter a four way stop at the same time. Who goes first? And the, the answer was the person on the correct right. or not. Well, the answer what to this thing that was circulated a lot was um, so that they all get the, the same time. So there is no person on the right. Um, the post <laughs> Wait a second. Truck, oh, no. The, the post office truck would go first because it was federal and everybody else was a city thing. Oh, interesting. Um, so, oh, the, the point I was going to make about the QAnon thing. Uh, so I like that though, the federal, uh, the, the basic, the basic concept was that my ideas of reference, um, you know, if I make this basket, uh, my grandmother's cancer will go away or whatever, all that stuff. Or normally see, that's, that's a, that's a positive one. Normally it was something like, because I'm learning martial arts, someone is going to try to beat me up. Because I'll 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 create a gap, a deficit in right. the world where, you know, now I'm inviting someone to hit me or whatever. Right. Um, the difference between that and the QAnon thing is that someone is training someone saying, OK, now when the guy blinks, write down what word he blinks at. And then the next time he blinks, write down that word. And eventually you'll get a sentence that's going to tell you what your next mission is or whatever. It's it's or very the, the, similar, but there's a there's a, a manual component, and that's what I was talking about. I just want there to be a story coming out that uh, QAnon says that um, Sean Hannity blinked out a message to his followers, but it was actually just an ad for my pillow. <laughs> I do like that. Um, uh, I, also, I, how do they how do they get the fear? How do they milk the fear out of children? Um. Okay. So. I, believe... I didn't read that article, obviously, so I don't know if it was explained. Now, now here's the thing. I didn't read the article. 
um, either. Um, but you know, I, I have a, a, a knack for this sort of thing. So, uh, <laughs> uh what it I've is, milked is, many children for fear. I, I was milked for fear as a child. <laughs> and what it is, is that you, uh, you set them in a very stress, high stress situation. Uh, and then, um, it builds up in their bloodstream and then you actually take it out of their blood and then you distill it. Ah. I bet you that's, I bet you that's what they, what they're talking about. I don't know that for sure though. Seems I was plausible. As a kid, I was terrified every single night when I went to bed. Absolutely terrified. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, heart beating, uh, you know, would see things in my room uh, and tell people about it and they'd be just like, oh, those aren't there. That kind of thing. For for years and years and years. Um, and now, whenever Betty and Jennifer are gone, still terrified at night. Uh, luckily, really? I have Edward, uh, so I don't know. But yeah, they haven't left. He'll keep you safe recently uh, because of the COVID nineteen thing. But but yeah, right. if they go on vacation and I'm not with them, oh, it's horrible, Ben. Can't stand it. Uh, oh, speaking about and horrible, on that can't stand lovely it. it's the uh, cat. No, oh, I love you, cat. I'm kidding. She's cat now stand it. Something. What are you doing, cat? Why? Why? What's up? And uh, with that uh, uh, admission, I think we can call it a day here. Yeah, I think we did a great job. We we solved yeah. a lot of things today, Ben. <laughs> Paul and Ben solve everything. Yeah. Um, so, hey, uh, do you got anything to plug? Anything coming up? Nope. In Seattle? Probably not. Eh, nothing's going on here either. Yeah, good. Great. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Madison County has over 3,000 cases now. Oh, hooray. Yay! I've not I've not looked at how uh, the the count in King County uh, has been lately. Eighty seven confirmed deaths in Madison County, which again, not that many people in Madison County. Uh, but you and yours rural. are safe, and that's uh, you know that's the important part. Hey, yeah, and with that, Ben, I ask you to keep it wrong until next week. Oh. Do me a solid and keep it wrong yourself, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you later, Ben. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye. Yep. Excellent dismount. We did a good job. I'll turn this off. Oh, hey. You're still here. Hi, Ben. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye.